0: hey everybody and welcome to another episode of money lab i'm your host matt meatball shorty with a tasty cake jimany and joining me is the founder of listen money and the co-host of the listen money matters podcast andrew fiebert hey man how's business
1: I'm befuddled by what that means. You don't Meat, know meatball on a shortcake? Meat meatball shorty with a tasty cake. Do you know what that is? <laughs> no. Wait.
0: Do you know what a meatball shorty is? No. Do you know what a Wawa is?
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: okay. Do you know what a tasty cake is?
1: No. Ah, uh, yes, I do know. What a tasty okay.
0: Because I feel like both of those are very
1: mm.
0: like Pennsylvania Jersey type of things. You were deep me- Jersey. Yeah, I'm more south than you are for sure. Um, how's business?
1: good man uh we just went through a whole like a sauna sesh i feel yeah. good i feel like i have a more uh refined direction
0: that's good scoping scoping is always good yeah when it comes to software or building anything for that matter true you go in with the plan you get it done faster that's how i that's how i look at it i was waiting for a rhyme like
1: go with <laughs> <in> the <laughs> plan come out with a van
0: <laughs> <laughs> no i don't i don't nope nope i'm a poet but i didn't even know i was one Damn it. <laughs> so, um, all right, well, so business is good. Uh, over, How about you, dude? That? I'm, I'm, hey, I'm just cranking shit out, not in April, just trying to get a bunch of shit done because starting in May, you and I are going to be tackling a project, although this probably comes out in May. So as we're recording early, but, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to do, I'm a, yeah, we're going to do a project called, uh, and I don't know if this is going to be the exact title, but it is, Basically, trying to get to fifteen thousand monthly recurring revenue on Lasso, which is our software product, in six months. Mm. So, yeah, easy. We, yeah, yeah, piece of cake, piece of tasty cake. <laughs> so, I don't know. We'll see what happens. With but
1: meatball we're
0: gonna shorty on top. Yeah, a little meatball shorty. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna um, basically document the whole thing on moneylab.co, and you'll see everything as it's built live. And I got, we have some plans, but we won't go over that now. But yeah, I'm kind of like getting shit off my plate in preparation for like basically spending all of May focused on, you know, building that out. So should be interesting. But in this episode, we're answering five questions from the incredible Money Lab audience. Thank you so much. But before we get started, this episode is brought to you by Money Lab Pro. You've been asking for it and I finally made it. Money Lab Pro is a membership where you can access every single one of my online business courses and chat with me and other like minded business owners in the members only Money Lab Pro community. You'll also get access to my SEO, monetization, and blogging video courses, my YouTube and podcast video tutorials, my lightning fast WordPress theme, and so much more. I did the math and MoneyLab Pro includes over 155 over-the-shoulder video lessons and growing. Not to mention, it includes access to templates, processes, and spreadsheets that I use to run all my online businesses. And like I mentioned before, MoneyLab Pro also includes a members-only community where you can share your ideas and get expert feedback to help you earn more money with your online business. Go to moneylab.co slash pro right now to sign up. It's super affordable and there's no reason not to check it out that's moneylab.co slash pro all right we're answering your questions we did this a few months ago and it was one of our most popular episodes so we wanted to do it again and i listen money matters which is our other podcast we do this almost
1: once every month at least or every two months we strive to yeah it's the best. I'm just wondering where you stole this name idea from. I've seen a lot five, of podcasts use five questions. Who'd you steal it from?
0: The Daily Show. But like, <laughs> but uh, Craig Kilborn, Daily Show.
1: Oh, okay.
0: You remember that? You remember watching it? Yes, that long, I do. Yeah. But the guy was getting his head smashed. Remember that? Like that, that, that thing. That was like a gif back, back in the day. It was like the lower thirds and it was a guy getting his head smashed and it was called Five Questions. It was from a movie called Ricky O, which is this like insane uh, I don't even know what country it's from, but it's just this insane, like Kung Fu movie that is incredibly gruesome. Like the guy just like punches the g- another guy through the stomach, and just rips about. out all his intestines, but it's so like <laughs> terribly fake. Like not yeah, even trying fake. to look real. Yeah. It's uh, it's a fun, fun, uh, fun night with your, with your friends. If you want like, to watch something,
1: it's like a real person punching that like cuts to, like claymation. Or whatever, yeah. It's, right? <laughs> it's so
0: ridiculous. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. um, but that's where I got five questions. The idea of five mm-hmm. questions from, but we're but in five questions they ask their guest questions, and so we flipped it. Are are our- just trying
1: to say that you're like the internet's birth father of at least oh. those two Thank number you. word combination. You know what was the other one? Well, the number five, ah. and then the word questions. <laughs> Thank
0: you. I, I put those <laughs> together. I'm a genius. I appreciate that. <laughs> anyway. Uh, So thanks to everyone who submitted a question over Twitter and email. Are you ready to do this? Born ready, dude. Question number one comes from Anthony Robinson. So you had written an article that targeted a valid keyword, but after a year or so, it hadn't managed to rank successfully in Google. Mm. Would you try and update the article to see if you can get it to page number one or trash it and start again with a new post? I remember Andrew saying before, that you only get one shot, and it's hard to turn it around. It's hard to turn around content that hasn't gained traction. How do you feel about that now?
1: So I think a good way to kind of resolve that is you could just change the slug and redirect. And title. Right, and title. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would say that if you wrote it and it didn't rank, then either you weren't comprehensive Or you didn't cover what Google knows that people are actually looking for. And so like if you were writing an article on cat strollers and (laughs) you know, you covered a bunch of ones that dogs can go into. Like Google knows they're just looking ones for ones with cats. So Right. Yeah, I, I would say that if it look,
0: the thing for me is I don't know if I would start over again because one, that URL slash whatever could have backlinks going to it either from other pages on your website or other pages off your website so that's valuable in and of itself it's been published for a long time so it's been indexed and i think you can change the direction of a post in fact we do this a lot at some university where we literally like we'll pivot on the direction of a post or a topic of a post but we'll just keep the same we'll just keep the same post and just change you're right the slug And we'll change the title and we'll just make sure that the redirects are all in place so that, you know, if we have internal linking, we'll make sure those internal links are updated. I use WP link status pro and eventually like Lasso, will be able to do that for you. And so those are
1: I do that because like we already wrote it. It's already there. Mm. So like, why not improve it? I think we both iterate on them where it's not like you saw this one post and you're like remembering all the months down the line but in the next three month chunk when you're going to fix your stuff up if it's a laggard you're going to just wind up like refactoring it again because it's part of your like cohort
0: the biggest one that i remember doing is the uh i did one about solar pool covers on swim university and it ranked it was probably on the second page or whatever or maybe third i think it was on the third page and i was like Okay, well, the title doesn't need to be changed. The the slug the slug didn't really need to be changed. It just sucked. It was just like a bad post. Yeah. And so we started collecting we started looking at our content as a whole, which is why I like advocate for content audits. We started looking at our content and said like, okay, well this post, which was about liquid solar covers, didn't get nearly as much traffic as the solar pool cover one, so we actually just absorbed that into that. You know what I mean? Mm. Which ended up beefing up the larger one, which ended up getting us more traffic, and then we also ranked for liquid solar covers, too, on the same post.
1: But the, I think the operative piece is like you massively overhauled like, the, the content. Yes. Because yes. I, I have this uh, theory backed by mm-hmm. nothing other than my personal delusions, but yep, if, if you're familiar with <laughs> GitHub, when you're committing code... You uh-huh. kind of like see a diff, like this line yeah, changed th- here. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. I, and this is like a super coder thing. Obviously, Google's mm-hmm. run by a shit ton of coders. <laughs> right. Right. And I imagine that Google views articles in a similar fashion. So if you're updating it, they see like specifically oh. where it's updated, but then also like the perhaps like the volume of updates in a piece of content. And so to clarify huh. on what I said, like if you have a post you created, you could tweak it to death, but if it's not ranking, it's not ranking. But I think yeah. massive changes will indicate to Google to look at it perhaps Again. differently or slot okay. it differently.
0: So so then I guess the answer to the question is we believe that you have to do massive changes to an article.
1: If, if it's not working and it's been floundering for perhaps a bit. Uh, all right. So thank
0: you to Anthony Robinson. Hopefully we answered your question. Moving on. To Mike from BudgetKitty.com. I wonder what BudgetKitty.com is.
1: Like Whenever I see these things, I immediately want to open ARFs. <laughs> I even yeah. want to see the homepage.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Mike asked, how did you balance everything when you were solo? Right now, I'm focusing on creating content and trying to monetize it with ads and affiliate placements, but growth is slow. I'm trying to weed out low ROI tasks that waste my time. What would you say are the most important things to focus on so I can grow my business? Do you do you, do you want me to you want go me first? To do you, want, you me- want me to
1: take that one? Yeah, you go for
0: it. <clears throat> <clears throat> Content, dude. Content. Yeah. When I think there was a moment, I, I will. I have to go kind of far back in my in my experience with online business. When I started Swim University, I was part time as a motherfucker. Like like. I was working on it maybe an hour a week, Hmm. you know, and I was writing these 300 word pieces of shit articles. And then I started getting more serious about it. And I just wrote more 300 word pieces of shit articles. Like I didn't increase the, 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 the content. I just increased the amount of content I was creating. Right. And so when I finally like did it full time, I I dedicated myself to creating like the best content on that subject, right? And when as soon as I did that, I, traffic was just like unbelievable. Like it just kind of blew up. It slowly, and I don't mean like overnight. I was a su- success. Like absolutely not. You're but, saying
1: it, it was tremendous.
0: It was tremendous, yeah. <laughs> and it was yeah. That was to me like if you as as if you're just starting out and you're just one person there's i would focus on top of funnel which is content if you're running a if you're running a site where you're going to make money through um ads and affiliate links the only thing that matters is traffic mm. like you can you know obviously you want you want your site to be monetized but if you're not getting traffic and you go and like if you do it in reverse where you go and monetize the shit out of your website and you have no traffic it's nothing right but you spend all this time doing like dumb bullshit work of just monetizing your site because it was easy or you enjoyed doing that work or whatever. And you failed to ignore that. Like the only reason you get traffic is when you write and produce awesome, very big, very, you know, large content. And specifically for a site that has ads and affiliates, like that's how you're going to make money and not through your own products. Mm. Traffic is we everything. You need volume. Yeah. You need volume. It's a volume play. Um, which was which was my play from Swim University from the get go because those were my two, you know I was going to make money with ads and affiliate links and, you know so growth is slow because you're not focusing on traffic.
1: I feel like there's some quote that I'm going to butcher where it's like okay eat the toad first or something okay okay e- eat your toads or something <laughs> I don't know I don't to know. that but but the the, the the underlying whatever of that quote is that I've found that often the thing that I want to do the least is actually the thing <laughs> that the I thing. have yeah. to do the most. Yeah, I usually want to do it the least because it's the most painful, most amount of work, mm-hmm. challenging. Mm-hmm. And that that is creating things. It is so yep. easy to move a button from the left side of the page to the right side or right. add an image or whatever.
0: Yeah, tweak tweak to your like tweak it to death. Yeah. at right? monetize it to death. It's like, yeah, okay, but no one's coming. I and would, now you've over monetized it. So there's like just way too many pop-up ads and shit. No one wants to read your 300 word article with a bunch of pop-up ads in the middle of it. Yeah.
1: And so, which was
0: my site, which was Swim University for the like for like six years.
1: I, would and I was say, like, why am I not growing? I would say that like you should um
0: Wait, did you forget?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) No, what what I would say is that you should try and figure out what good looks like or what great looks like. And so instead of getting into the weeds of all the Mm. tweaks and whatever, see if you can figure out your formula for your niche and whatever you're doing, what an amazing piece of content looks like. You know, how many images need to be in it? Where are they? You know, like... What sort of aspects make it great? Because I think at the end of the day, that is the hardest thing to figure out. It took us the longest, yeah. Because then once we knew what that was, we were just able to create that at scale, right? And, just and doing it, it, just it works. over and over, yeah,
0: for sure, for sure. And I, I think too, taste definitely is a factor in that, but you. And it's so hard to and isolating to just keep publishing something and then not seeing immediate results. Mm. Right? That is just the name of this game. That is it. That's it.
1: And it sucks. It really does. It really sucks. And but you know what? It, the volume is not the metric of success. I think it's the time on page or the pages mm-hmm. per visit.
0: Yeah. So but, but but that's all to say that. You should be folk like everything else is a waste of time if you're not creating content as a solo Absolutely. as a solo owner.
1: And like forget about monetizing because you're not really gonna make much money, you know, yep. and it and it's a huge distraction that I still deal with. Like all these companies wanna like cut deals with you and whatever, like create the stuff, yeah, and then and it'll become a come to you.
0: Right. Yeah. They'll come they'll come
1: to you. And then I mean, yeah, I got my per- you could monetize anything that's awesome.
0: Yeah, I I sold my first ad on Swim University directly because they found me,
1: mm.
0: and it was a it was a, one of the top three pool companies in the in the world, and they were like, "Oh, we love your stuff." I'm like, "Okay, great," and I undercharged the shit out of myself. I think I was a hundred dollars <laughs> a a, a hundred dollars a month for banner ads across the entire site. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, content is king. That's right. So, Mike, hopefully that helps. And we're going to move on to another Andrew, Andrew Ringa.
1: Mm, what a popular uh, I think name. I think we,
0: Yeah, we've worked with Andrew uh, a little bit. So how do you approach the whole customer conversation thing in quotes? You mentioned that you do surveys of your Swim University audience. You also mentioned that you email people who bought your pool care guide and ask for feedback. How do you gather and use customer feedback? I fucking love this question because I literally just did it again today. Go. All right. I set up automations. So you buy a, you know, you buy my, uh, let's just say, um, you affiliate buy one of my. Course. Sure. You buy my affiliate marketing course, right? Uh,
1: I was like, to, do you even know what you've created? Yeah, go, go, like, Do I need to yeah. help you out?
0: <laughs> no, go to moneylab.co slash affiliate. Uh, so you buy my affiliate co- marketing course. You immediately get an email that's like, hey, you know, it's through ConvertKit. You know I, I can I can tag you as that you bought it because that's how the system works An email goes to you and I'm like hey make sure you got in everything's good and then like I, call, I, I I wait like a week or two and then I send you another email that's like hey tell me your feedback like like tell me if this product is good or not and I what I did today literally today before I even read this question was I went into type form and I created a single type form. And just included a link to that type form in the email that I send out. And what that does is, you know, they get the email, they click the type form, and I actually ask them what they bought. So I don't even have to create multiple type forms. I created one type form. and just created a drop down like, hey, which product did you buy? Tell me what you bought. And then I ask three questions. I ask, uh, what did you like about the product? What were you confused by? And what did you wish it could do? Right. So in the case of the course, you know, what did you like about the course? And this is open ended. I like I like open ended because I want to hear the thoughts. I don't if I if I were to do multiple choices, I'd be like painting myself into a corner of what I want. And so I leave it open. Right. Right. Which means you get less, but you get honesty. And I and I tell people to be br- brutally honest in the email too. like fill out this form like you know, maybe be honest. And I kind of just let it go. I let it collect. And then, like every if I'm going to update Money Lab as a website or update one of the products or whatever, I will visit that first and see what people are struggling with, what they liked, and just and I will use that feedback and improve the soft the, the course or the product in in that in their favor. That's it. I th-
1: I think that's just how you do it. Yeah, and, uh, it's just, the wisdom I think of the you need crowd to collect- is is like the answer.
0: You know. I, yeah, I think you need a collection box though because. The way I used to do it was I would send an email and just say, hey, what are you struggling with? Hit reply. Like, you know, one of those things. Mm. Then your fucking inbox is like completely build up and like what? And then that's how do you process? Do. <laughs> right, right. It's like, how do you process those emails? They need to go somewhere. They need to be collected somewhere. Mm. And so that's how I do it. I do it with Typeform. You can do it with Google Forms is the way I used to do it. I just like the design of Typeform better than a Google Form
1: and because I can make it look cooler. Right. Uh, and it's free. So. so, we don't have customers really, um, yeah. and we have Investable, and that's its own beast. But we we do the, I think it's the third autoresponder. What are you struggling with? Thing, and we have mm-hmm. other automations throughout that kind of like ask that. Um, not nearly as sophisticated as you, but it has been so valuable. Like everyone who listens to the show and goes to the site knows what we should create. I actually have no clue. That's <laughs> So, right, so right. we often use their collective votes to know what to make.
0: Yeah, and then you you do that, you cross reference that with hrefs to make sure people are actually searching for, it, and it's not just like whatever. And you end up coming up with you know really good content to create or ways to improve your product. And then you, I like to give credit where credit is due if I can or if I remember to, and say, hey, this person oh, you yeah. know actually suggested this. What a great idea! I improved it. Boom sales pitch.
1: I don't know if you remember in the early days of LMM, but we would literally do that. And we had like a few super fans or feeding us like topic ideas and like doing yeah. research. And I think that back and forth uh, is just really valuable.
0: Yeah. And I think I, col- I collect it. I don't want to see it personally because when I see it, it, it derails me because I, mm-hmm. I I literally changed it today because I got customer feedback on my SEO course. Right. It, the, the SEO course is a year old. The feedback was awesome and in depth, and I just looked at it and I'm like, oh, what do I do with this? Where do I put this? Mm. I need, I want to remember this when I go to update the course. But I, uh, but I just saw it, and now I feel this weird pressure to update that course, right? Because it's right like right. somebody had a. It'd be cool if this was in there. I'm like, you're right, it would be cool. I'm not going to do that today. <laughs> so I collect it behind the scenes. And then I know that when it's time for me to update, like it's when it's time for me to update a up for bloggers, the first thing I'm going to do, which is going to be soon, by the way, I'm going to go to my customer feedback collection box and look at all of that stuff Mm. and make my decisions based on like, oh, what new what new videos am I going to add? What do I need to update? What do I need to change? And that's it. So I use it when I need it. And that's it. Boom. Boom. All right. Thanks, Andrew. Not you. I was like, Andrew you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so hopefully that answered your question and moving on to David Somerville Somerville. Have you done a formal experiment to see if running display ads hurts with Amazon click through and conversions? It seems like with the traffic you have, you could be making a couple of extra thousand dollars per month with an ad service. Like
1: what the fuck is that? Exotic e- spelled weird. EzoiC, Exotic.
0: Uh, okay, so one, I <laughs> f- fucking hate banner ads, man.
1: Like personally, okay, may I? For uh, yeah, please go. I'm sorry. Go because ahead. um, I I feel like kind of been asked that a lot, or or just have seen people do these things. Yeah, and I like it. Okay, so first of all. Uh, A fact of the internet is if if you have one button to click, anyone who's going to be clicking is going to be clicking that button. You have two buttons, roughly, you know, it's going to be split between the two. And if you have 50 buttons, you're just going to spread all your clicks out among a bunch of buttons. And so if you have a banner, it is competing with your affiliate links. And I believe that- Or internal links. Or internal links. I believe, and let's say you have no internal links. It's just a strictly monetized thing. Banner, affiliate, you know- you will definitely get money from impressions, but I feel like it's like bending down to pick up a nickel when someone on the next corner is offering you a dollar, like hmm. you're getting money now. It is no effort really, but yeah. uh, it's super low value. Um, and it's going to be the, the lowest number you're going to get.
0: Yes. But uh, what he's asking is we've not done, I've not done anything. I've, I would, I, first of all, I will the, never do like this. The so the, the experiments, of not gonna... my, my bit, sure. I think
1: that you would just, it would definitely draw some clicks away,
0: yeah, it has to right, mm.
1: or no one but would have not on your site,
0: yeah, I've not done the research, but here's the deal. the way that I run you know what you know what i'll I'll, I'll compare this to something else because this is making me think of pop- ups mm. pop- up boxes I know like I know for a fucking fact that if I add a a thirty second delayed pop up box to swim university to collect email addresses that i will collect more email addresses oh that
1: addresses. shit works i've tested on LMM it, it
0: super just, works it just fucking works
1: yeah.
0: however um i i who feel wants like that? right who wants that <laughs> like, i i don't want that user experience i rather have somebody read the content that i spent all this time creating Mike from budgetkitty.com <laughs> to read that and buy my shit or click my affiliate links. Not, well, don't do any, like, and instead of me going like, whoa, don't do any of that. Mm. Sign up for my email list because I pay convert $375 a month and I need to increase that fucking bill. No, that's insane. That's an insane thing.
1: And, and you know, it really speaks to the, I think off of your point, the type of content that you're creating and the quality. And so, for example, I was in a room Mm. with this company that is many fold larger than Listen Money Matters. And we were talking about creating content and they they have an article on like how to write a check and it gets monster volume. And obviously, because it's a very basic money question. Yeah, totally. totally. um, But it is so low level and people are just going to go there, look at the image and leave or just whatever. It's just Mm -hmm. low value. And so if you're creating things like that, perhaps the only thing you can do is display ads. But if you are aspiring right. to create more, better, deeper, I think this they're doing you a disservice.
0: Yeah. I mean also the other thing that drives me off you know drives me crazy is that if I add this ad network, whatever, to my website, that bloated fucking JavaScript,
1: hmm.
0: you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's gonna slow no, down I don't want that. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get traffic. I'm trying to. I want to look. The deal is, it's. I don't. I've I've not done a formal experiment, nor will I, unless unless one day you and I, you know, we decide that we're gonna like buy and flip a website and whatever, you know, and we're just like whatever. It's like kind of like a playground. But but I personally hate
1: sites like that. Like I hate news sites that have. Ads. You, like i don't read them. you know that time you're watching arrested development and you're like 10 minutes in, you're like ah i really wish there was an ad right about now yeah i really so yeah, just like I really want to interrupt the dialogue yeah like, said no one ever and so if, no. if you add them to anything you create like you're detracting from it like yeah i could I, say definitively people tune out from Listen money matters mm-hmm. when an ad runs
0: here's the deal though here's the, the deal is is that yes perhaps i'm missing out on some money mm. you know Perhaps I am leaving money on the table because I've decided that I don't want ads on my website, but I feel like I am, I don't want that money anyway. (laughs) You know, if I, I I will do a banner ad if I can control it and I can, and I can control the speed at which it loads and I have that direct relationship with that company, but there is no, I have no interest in throwing JavaScript on my website to make an easy buck. Uh, that that people actually, yeah. Right.
1: So like you could do it in, you know, and it make additional money. But I wonder if you had a smaller site, if you would have been able to grow to the size you're at, or would have uh, equipped well, that- your growth, you know, trying yeah, to.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, I don't have a formal experiment to test that, mm-hmm. but I'm just, I just think that, I mean, you don't have to ask any expert. Like banner ads suck. Yeah. In general, like everyone hates them. It's a dying, you know, industry and only, you know, the shitty, I think that like only, you know, if you, if you're not going to make your own products and you're just going to add affiliate links, but you know, you're, you're running in a low niche, uh, affiliate link niche, then like, if, yeah, I mean, what else are you going to do? 30 some you odd know?
1: percent of Chrome users don't have ad blockers because ads just don't really bother them. And they went out of their way to install this thing because they hate them. Only
0: who did 70, 70, Thir-
1: Chrome- it's like 33, 35% of, you know, Chrome users have ad blockers installed. Yeah, but
0: yeah, I don't know, David, I've not done a formal experiment, but I, the chances are I'm not going to do one. And that's just how I feel about ad networks and you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm. And I actually have not looked at this, but yeah, their, their homepage makes me want to fucking kill myself. Yes. So no, thanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, David, but that's hopefully that answers your question in some way, shape or form. Moving on to Michael from JournalStarter.com. Smarter. Oh, what'd I say? Starter. Starter? Sorry. JournalSmarter.com. Sorry, Michael. God, if I heard you reading that, I'd be so pissed. Like the
1: one chance (laughs) to mention my domain.
0: (laughs) JournalSmarter.com, which is actually a better name than the one I said. (laughs) I'd love to know about the impact your sense of humor has had on your business not a question but <laughs> no but i i it's one I, of the biggest detriments to my business
1: <laughs> is that you
0: wait that's you're too funny you're too funny <laughs> yeah <it. laughs> you're too funny um,
1: said no one
0: all right that's a very good question interesting i i don't have a definitive answer to that because it is what's the kind of data that you can't measure it's unquantifiable.
1: Mm. Well, you know, Stephanie was going through reviews of the podcast, mm-hmm. and I think it's the biggest example of our terrible sense of humor at scale, um, and it is what people often uh, put as a, a pro. Um. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I. Well, okay. If I had to make a guess, I would say that my sense of humor adds to the entertainment quality. Of the content that I write, which happens to exist in a, all the content that I write in all the niches that I write exist in formally boring niches. Mm. It's not that I'm writing a comedy blog or I'm writing. Except a, for the you know, pool
1: industry. That that's pretty interesting.
0: Oh, they're hilarious <laughs> over there. Yeah, I'm a I'm just one of many. No, like you I think it it, it I, I can't say that it increases traffic directly I, I all i can say is that people appreciate you know learning about a subject i and just think about it for yourself too like i think i'm the same way like uh, imagine here's a great example like the what's the mark manson um the the subtle art of not giving a fuck not giving a fuck mm. okay right so
1: it's Love this is book, technically a
0: self yeah, I love the book too. It's a self-help book in disguise, yeah. right? It's a, normally would be a boring topic to read from an academic or from just self-help gurus, but he took it and, and spun it up with some humor and and made it like a very digestible book for a lot of other people. And I think it was through the lens of like making it kind of funny and making it interesting. So I think I do that naturally because otherwise like, I, I you know I don't want to write a article about pool algae if I can't be funny while I'm doing it like it's going I'm not that kind of writer I'm not going to sit there and go like and if you have algae just put in 2 tablespoons of blo-, you know whatever mm. I need to jazz it up for my own sake yeah or else I'm going to you'd never not make it through it. yeah I won't make it through right so I just think it's it's refreshing and I think it's If it had any impact, it's it's shareability, not necessarily like search engine traffic or anything like that. Um, I think it's if 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 it has any (laughs) if it has any impact on search engine optimization, it would be the fact that people stay on my site longer, which you had mentioned earlier, you think is a huge factor for SEO, Mm -hmm. like time on site. So if that is any like if I think it's had any impact, it would be on time on site. And low bounce rate, right? Because people are like, wow, this is good. I'm like, in, I'm actually reading because it's yeah entertaining. It's flo- I'm flowing through it. Um, other than that, I would say it's shareability because it's like, if you're going to read an article about getting rid of algae in your pool, wouldn't you want to choose the one that's in-depth but also entertaining to read and funny over the one that isn't?
1: I also just think that people can tell when you're putting on airs Uh, You know, Mm. you're trying to perhaps be more of an expert that you're not or whatever. And I almost in many ways feel the humor is what keeps us at like ground level instead of like, you know, floating off with our egos into the stratosphere. You just got to like shoot from the hip and be real.
0: You know, not everyone is funny,
1: though. Yeah. I mean, and so I would not to say that all my jokes weren't funny because they were and are. Yeah, they were. You we,
0: yeah, you just you killed on stage.
1: Yeah, but you, but like your best friend, the Gretzky says, you miss 100 percent of the jokes that you don't take that you don't tell <laughs> <laughs> or <it's> something. <laughs> Damn it, <laughs> something like that. Yeah,
0: I mean, uh, it the thing is is it, it, it's not everyone is funny. So like, I don't, I never tell people to just, Oh, just be funny. Mm. It's like, no, some people just aren't funny and they want to, and they're serious writers. So like be a serious writer. And that has validity. Uh, I think it's just my differentiator. It's the same as like anybody with a personality. Like, well, that's what, it, that's what they tell people when you want to write a book or whatever is, well, be yourself and your, and your point of view will be different. I like it's it's the ultimate differentiator because of the way you say it and who you are and your background like even if you're covering the same topic as everybody else just it coming from you is a differentiator and while i kind of believe that i think that my differentiator is the fact that i'm willing to do it through humor mm-hmm. and i can do it through humor because i i do think that like i do work on humor like i work you know i work at it
1: and look let let's be real um we when we first started the list of my matters, the show I'd never, I didn't even really know how to do any of this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. We kind of had a beer because I was nervous and whatever, yeah, you know, and then yeah. well, guess what? If you shock on a 12% beer, you're just going to say stupid shit. and It may be <laughs> yeah. funny, you know? Right. So perhaps work in something like that. Like, I don't yeah. know.
0: I, I think it's, I mean, I have to admit that it does have an impact. Like it certainly, we enjoy it more. Cre- yeah, cre- yeah. One, it's for us. Two, it does create super fans. Yeah, because we you are sort of you know in even in the online entrepreneur space, people think they're funny, but I There's mean a lot of
1: dry, really yeah. sadly yeah. Or, or,
0: yeah, and not to say that we're like the funniest, not by not by any means, but I I certainly vote for us in the webbies for- <laughs> funniest funniest podcast ever. ah trying to be you know i always try to be funny it's kind of a
1: i really haven't noticed
0: (laughs) (laughs) so serious some of these some of these episodes i i kind of get on a little soapboxy and and don't and kind of take it seriously that's my passion i love business so it's just like you know i don't laugh when it comes to beer i'm i am dead fucking serious about beer brewing that's why
1: you flipped your haircut around so you're a business in the front
0: yeah, business in the front. Yeah,
1: well, actually, I guess that is what a mullet is—is business in the front. I, I meant yeah. the reverse. Party in the rear. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, you know, Andrew's still working on humor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm workshopping no, but, it live.
0: <laughs> no, because a lot of the stuff on on even on List of Money Matters, like your written content, mm. if it's written by you, it's it's funny by default. Because mm. you, because I think you're the same way as me. Like I can't
1: take any. Oh, uh, like
0: I'm not. No, you can't take anything seriously. And it's just like, I, if I want to get through this article, I have to throw a cat gif in there or yeah. some shit like that. You know what I mean? There are like, so just... many
1: articles, unless my matters that pictures of Leonardo DiCaprio, it is unreal
0: <laughs> just because you thought that was funny. Sure. <laughs> uh, so Michael from journalsmarter.com, Thank you so much for your question. And is there anything else that we want to say before we wrap up this
1: episode? It's J O U R N A L S M A R T E R.com. And that's all I got.
0: There you go. There you (laughs) go. Well,
1: I want to thank Raymond
0: Contreras for sending in my new middle name, meatball shorty with a tasty cake. And I know that, uh, that Raymond is, is currently, um, in my neck of the woods, our neck of the woods. I want to thank everyone who sent in a question today. Keep them coming. And I believe it's, it, I, I think I keep saying Raymond, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Ramon now <laughs> that I, that I've said that out loud. Uh, Ramon Contreras. I so that's the, what I'm going with. I've actually, I've never had to say, I, maybe I have said. It's all right. You'll fix it in post,
1: right? Sure. <laughs> I, I remember we do episodes and you would say that and then not even edit that out. <laughs> and then not know why it's funny. Yeah. See
0: Humor. I want to thank everyone who sent in a question. Keep them coming. We'll be doing more of these episodes in the future for shall. Mm. And of course, I want to thank Andrew Mamandrew. And yes. Andrew Mamandrew for joining me on this and every episode of Money Lab. Thank you so much, sir. Woo. Uh, head over to Money Lab to read more about our business experiments and challenges. You can email matt at moneylab.co with topics, topics you'd like us to discuss on the show. And feel free to send me a new middle name suggestion. If you like this show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Player FM, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you normally listen to podcasts. And when you do, leave a review. Speaking of reviews, I want to read a review for from Maine for Life. Is that the state? Maine. Yeah, Maine the oh, state. Okay. For the number four, Life. I've never been to Maine. Me neither. Have you been to Maine? I hear they have, you hear I hear they have a lot of lobsters. Perhaps. Rumor has it. (laughs) Yeah, rumor has it. So this is a review. Uh, This is not me saying this. Matt is a master podcaster. I've been listening to Matt since his early days on Listen Money Matters, and I think he is one of the best people doing it. There is always top-shelf advice and insight given out on this podcast, and I'm seriously always looking forward to the next episode dropping. Thank you. For that amazing review, Maine for life, and to inflate my ego, <laughs>
1: definitely wasn't cherry picked
0: to <laughs> fluff your ego. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't, I didn't pick this one, man. I am definitely the master podcaster,
1: and this review is from Maine for life, <laughs> Matt. You so smart, I love you, didn't and I, oh my didn't god, I my,
0: <laughs> didn't I tell you my? Didn't I tell my mom lives in Maine? There's no coincidence <laughs> there, is it?
1: The outfits you have on Instagram, fabulous!
0: Uh, All right, that's it. Thanks for listening. Bye bye.
1: Please tell your friends about this show.